Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. At the peak of punk rock, a group of sarcastic dudes out of Philly formed one of the strangest bands ever. No one expected that they would have an alternative hit in the 80s that eventually led to a major label contract and shortly after, a breakup. I'm joined by my Another Cheetah bandmate, Paul Menetiotis, to discuss Punk Rock Girl and why the Dead Milkmen have always been one of his favorite bands. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder So Paul, of course you would pick the Dead Milkman to talk about on your second appearance on One Hit Thunder. Anyone could have guessed that you would have picked this. And right off the bat, (laughs) as one of the most musically proficient people I have ever known, it's wild to me how much you love the Dead Milkman. And I've been trying, I've been thinking about it a lot, like why that is. And the only thing I can figure out about it. Okay. There's a little bit of nostalgia behind it. That's, that's, a okay. lot of why I like it too. Okay. I, I love that Big Lizard in My Backyard album. Totally. Loved skateboarding to it. <laughs> you can tell me whether I'm wrong or right about this. And this definitely applies to Punk Rock Girl. Yeah. Is I don't think that you could ever possibly write the stuff Dead Milkman does because yeah. it would be something you would never think of. Yeah. They, they do things that you would never think to do yeah. because they are out of the realm of musical, uh, of making sense musically. Yeah. Am I correct in Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I, I don't even know where to start. Okay. On that, on yeah. that front, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like was it Steve Malcolmus saying like when creating a pavement, he had to like unlearn playing right. guitar. Is that P- PJ told me that once? Okay. Which I thought it was a pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I would have to do something like that or something. Not to say that they are bad musicians or like don't know what they're doing or something. Because I personally think they are good. I think what really puts that whole vibe, that whole idea out way out front are the vocals. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's that's. There's no arguing that, yeah. Well, I also, when I listen to Punk Rock Girl, I think about the guitar lead. Yeah. (laughs) Which, as a very, once again, musically proficient person, explain to us what's so weird about that guitar lead. Yeah. To me, it sounds intentionally played that way. Okay, right, right. So It sounds like somebody doesn't know how to play guitar, wrote something on guitar, and I didn't really 
take the time to like sit down and like, like play really, around, fiddle yeah. around and see like what's going on there. Is it all in the right key or you're, they're hitting a lot of notes that aren't even right sound bad intentionally yeah intentionally though yeah a lot of bendies that are that don't quite get there or or like are like where's where are they going with that one i don't know but i think it's i think it's on purpose it's purposeful and it's constructed you know i think that they might not say that they might say no we were young didn't know what we were doing but i think that like when it comes down to it that was a major label release that that record was recorded well sonically i mean like right every album after that was like terrible sonically compared compared to that right somebody was in the room that knew what they were doing when they record this so anything that sounds like a mistake or sounds (laughs) like amateur was well thought out and intentioned it wasn't missed right yeah so if sounding a little off and being punk rock and not sounding perfect was what they were known for then that was thought of when this song was put together because like you said it sonically sounds good it sounds yeah. good enough to be played on the radio totally. and on MTV which it was yes. so someone took the elements of knowing what made the dead milkman the dead milkman yeah. brought that to this song which it it's a great song i was so- going to say i a lot of times if, if you talk to other people that about one hit wonder songs and stuff like that they might say that you you might talk to somebody whose favorite band happens to have a hit at, at some point and they're and you know typically they might say like yeah well th- that that song like got them big and stuff but it's like their worst song but in this case that's no it's a pretty good song oh, punk rock th- girls have really good song this is easily their best song <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> e- you know i love bitch and camaros right. as much as the next guy <laughs> but it's not really that good of a song this this is definitely a, a good song and and like the vocals too the vocal delivery yeah. is so weird, and sometimes it goes a little too long on the line. Or it's like <laughs> stuffing a bunch of words in there, and that in itself makes it so catchy and yeah. fun to sing along to. Totally, totally. You know, I, I have the lyrics here, which, you know, we, we all know these. Yeah, we know them, uh, yeah. And the references to... To Zipperhead, a lot of a lot of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they're, they're a stuff. Philly-based band, right. and and just very descriptive. And you just, you know, he's singing them in your picture, and them jump jumping yeah. up on the table and shouting anarchy and and whatever. So. Literally, like just talking about what, the, what their lives or something. Right. Yeah, like what's what's immediately around them. You know, what's funny about the fact of like just talking about things in Philly and being a band from Philly. You can even hear their I want to say accent, but you know what I mean. Right. It comes through so harsh and like so apparent and that's cool too i think yeah (laughs) yeah it's awesome man yeah Uh, i'm looking even (laughs) how this song charted and things like this it peaked and and, you know this is called one hit thunder yeah calling this song a hit is a little bit of a stretch (laughs) Uh, but it's it's a one of those rare things where the legacy of this song yeah has made you and i consider it a hit and a lot of people would consider it a hit yeah but at the time it came out, it wasn't some hit song. Right, right. <laughs> it charted at number 11 on the alternative charts. And at the time that this song was was number 11, the number one song on the alternative charts was Stand by R.E.M., which strangely, yeah. these two songs yeah. seem like <laughs> of the same time, guitar tone wise yeah. and the, the recording wise. And yeah, this song's a lot looser and a lot more punk. But those songs... Those songs are back to back on a 
playlist or, or a mix, they sound like they should go together. They they're sound both, of the same time. Yeah, yeah. Of the era. Yeah. They're both fun. Yeah. They're fun songs. They make you feel good. Right. And uh, they're yeah. both great. And they have a familiar cadence about them, like mm-hmm. a one, four, five, not in the Dead Milkman case, but you know what I mean? So you, you, There's nothing new. There's nothing, not new, but like there's nothing too hard to digest with right. what's going on there. Yeah. And a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Singing over top of them. No doubt. And, yeah. and with memorable lyrics. And, and like you know, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, yeah. That type of song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dead Milkmen have so many songs like that. Right. You know, we were talking about spoken word earlier and stuff like that. Like, not that it's that, but I mean, it's they took all the opportunities they could to just talk about things. In, you know what I mean? That they wanted to talk about over top of music. Right. Which R.E.M., is not afraid to do, you know? No. This song tells a, a, a pretty distinct story. Like, no one says, like, what is Punk Rock Girl about? <laughs> like, you know exactly what this song is about. Whereas R.E.M.'s a little bit more like, ooh, what is that song about? Right. The, the parallels uh, are, you know, not not totally lined up. Yeah. But, like, Stuart, remember that song? The Dead Milkman song, Stuart? I love Stuart. Stuart <laughs> you know, might, might be my favorite Dead Milkman. That it's song, a great or, song, if you love somebody, set them on fire. Like, yeah, top two yeah. Dead Milkman for me. So, but, he's not saying anything profound in that. No, it's, right? but it's, it's making fun it's of satire. the rambling... Yeah, it's making fun of like the rambling conservative yeah. next-door neighbor, basically. From, yeah, middle of America <laughs> or something. Yeah, but right. One of the things that shocked me about this song when I was doing the research for it is... I agree with you. No one's confused by what Punk Rock Girl <laughs> is about, except that I realized that I had been interpreting the song incorrectly because according to the the guy who wrote it the song is actually the way he described it is it's a song written by a person who's never experienced rebellion imagining what it would be like to be with someone who's rebellious okay which i think looking at the lyrics with that in mind makes it all the funnier because it is like the most pg version of rebellion like <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. like ju- yelling at a pizza parlor mm-hmm. and like stealing right. a cd right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's nothing too too like actually like rebellious going on yeah right and they said the idea behind the song was to write like a punk rock nursery rhyme Okay. And that's a simple love song about a, a boy dreaming of a rowdy delinquent girlfriend, right. which right. is a really funny concept for a song. I mean, it's what it's what makes the song stand yeah. out. Picturing this punk rock yeah. girl yeah. is really funny. Right. <laughs> like we all have the same picture in our mind of what she looks like. We you know totally. yeah. no doubt. No doubt. It's also considered one of the first pop punk hits. Okay. And man, what a term that had, I know just like anything else that is just such a wide range yeah. of what falls under that umbrella and what people consider that to be. Yeah. Everything is thrown in there. And I wouldn't have thought of this song as pop. Punk. No, neither would I. But what, but now when I think about it, <laughs> it absolutely two, is. Yeah. It's the kind two of the words, definition. Yeah. Or I, I can't say why not at least. I mean, like it's. It's it's catchy. I mean, it's got all the elements of pop, and it's it's clearly punk rock. I mean, the ethos, you know, the sounds and themselves, like the guitars, right? Right. It's like, did they not have a, an overdrive pedal or something? You know, <laughs> or right. like whatever. That's what I used to think when I was a kid listening to them, because all the other bands I listened to were like the the super nasty guitars, right? And you know, throughout every record, they have this guitar tone that's. That's good, but it's definitely not like dirty or aggressive or anything. But, you know, it's still punk rock because it's played punk rock and, mm. you know, just the ethos the whole of the whole band, right? Yeah. And to have something where 
you're a big Dead Milkman fan, yeah. so much so that you're wearing their shirt right now. Cur- uh, yeah, you're currently wearing their moment. shirt. I've seen you wear that shirt for many years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's great. I love, I have a lot of shirts that I've been wearing for 20 years. Uh-huh. And I'm uh-huh. totally cool with that. I'll, I'll probably be buried in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's cool about, you could probably pick out a Dead Milkman guitar tone in three notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That's actually really cool when you have that about your sound we talked earlier about like queen if, if you're brian may is a guitar you're gonna know that's his guitar sure. tone yeah. and and not to compare <laughs> queen to the dead milkman but you're gonna know that that's the dead milkman as soon as you you hear yes. that how would you even describe it, it what the guitar it, sound it's barely distort it's almost clean it it's is clean, clean a it lot is of clean times. no it is i would say yes Do, full on not if, even like at the edge of breakup really it's right. clean yeah and that's, it's dorky almost right yeah that's what's weird about it it's, yeah it's and they're playing things Plunk, that are plucky meant to, and plunky right yeah it's meant to be totally meant to be distorted but it's, it's not right it sounds like when you got your first ever guitar yeah. amp which was probably a little combo a little crate combo or if you're lucky a fender combo that didn't have a distortion pedal right but you're playing power chords anyway, or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're you're playing on it and playing it like that that's what this sounds like yeah it's yep a, and there's and it's and it's unapologetic i mean it's just that's what it is have you paid I'm, i know you have have you paid attention to what they play guitar wise and oh, yeah. amp wise oh what, uh well no um well i saw them a few times couldn't get really close enough or had one of the times was south by southwest mm-hmm. and then um some other big fest riot fest maybe okay but they were in pittsburgh a few times they played a few times here the one time uh yeah, I got to look at the uh the guitar player's pedal board, but and I and I happened to see like an OCD pedal. But I I don't really recall like what amp he was using. It's something like totally like standard probably has an overdrive channel. Uh-huh. He probably it's just the step of a button or something, right? Right. But uh he had an extensive pedal board. Oh, and, okay. it, which is cool. All right. You know, so his platform is a clean sound. Mm-hmm. I could have pictured it being some dude who was playing the same amp that he played yeah. in 1988. Yeah. The same exact thing and the same guitar that's not right. something great. <laughs> no, right. It just plugs straight in and go. Right. But that's all the more, you know, reason to to suggest that it's it's a little more thought out than Right. It's intentional. It's intentional. I, yeah. I can't remember what artist this was in reference to, but I remember hearing someone say the quote one time of like the music might sound dumb, but it takes a very smart person to create something yeah. so dumb. And I feel like that sums up a lot of the dead yeah. milkman is like, if they were just people who didn't actually know how to play their instruments, we wouldn't be talking about right. the dead milkman. But the fact that they were like, we can work this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah Imagine yeah. punk rock girl, but everything is played perfectly. Like it was, yeah. pl- it was, it was like an imagine punk rock girl, except it's an overproduced. Yeah. Like, perfect sounding pop punk song and imagine how not good that nothing would be. to offer as that yeah nothing about it stands out right it, it makes me you know you and i have been making music together yeah. forever yeah and sometimes that makes me question oh wait a second yeah why some our approach sometimes to yeah, yeah we were always trying to make everything as flawless and as pretty sounding yeah. as possible for yeah. lack of a better way to put it yeah. like just perfection with with the takes and everything like that yeah right and i guess it's that same sort of thing where someone brings up a super old punchline so- song to me and it makes me just like face palm and right. be like why do you like that right, song? right why right. do you like how, this this rachel song how oh, could you our performance <laughs> is so bad yeah but 
Yeah, baby, but there's an, a different element yeah, that they that they that they hear. It's part nostalgia and it's part charm yeah. of the innocence yeah. of it. Or yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. That, that Absolutely, you can't put into words. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe that's and it's hard to see that as the performer, whereas you or I might try to bury and not let anyone hear yeah. our early recordings right. of stuff. If we could, <laughs> but yeah, but the Dead Milk Band just embraced it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. They started out with that hit. Right. They started with a hit. Yeah. How even, but whatever, it was a different time. Then grew up as they kept releasing records and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So I can imagine like if Rachel or, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of like, these songs that like when we were like, I don't, in our teens, right? Mm-hmm. If a whole generation knew right. that song or something. Right, you know? right. It's interesting. Do you remember the first time you heard this song or how old you were or why? I was thinking about it on the way. I'd, you like the Dead Milkman a yeah. lot. You, you legitimately are a Dead Milk. You're the biggest Dead Milkman fan I know. Right, yeah. And I like them. Like I said, yeah, Big yeah. Lizard in My Backyard, I, I like that album. Had some stuff that didn't age too well on that album. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but I think yeah. I think that can be said for all of us oh, all, of and everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... Descendants, yeah, I another mean, one. great band, but yeah, yeah some of that, some of their songs yeah. from... The eighties and the nineties. Right, there's are some like, things said. And, yeah, there's some things. Oh, dude, this that band. You remember that band, Guttermouth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woo. Whoa. That yeah. some of that did not age well. I I know. Opened that up it, today, and I, I put it on. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That was bad. It it hardly <laughs> flew. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Right. Right. But a lot of us, and we aren't immune to exactly. that. Exactly. We. But I don't think any of us were that bad. Right. You know, didn't say anything too over the top. But right. I definitely know there's a few. Yeah. There's few some stuff. Yeah. Questionable things that we said in songs. But luckily, we weren't in a band popular enough to have that any held against us forever or influenced. Yeah. Yes. I saw the Beastie Boys documentary. Yeah. And they talked about that. Yeah. And we're like. We're not proud of the things yeah. we said, and they made up for it later. Sure, by promoting a better message. Yeah. And, yeah. So they they talked about that song, "Girls." Uh-huh. You know that, yeah. that you know looking back, oh, that's a pretty shitty misogynistic yeah. song. But they recognized it, and then later on, they wrote the lyric about to all the mothers and the sisters and yep, the wives yep, and friends. Yep. I want nothing but love and respect to the end. At a time where it's still a lot of people weren't being that that right. way. There's still a lot, a lot of misogynistic music out there. So they were. Trying to atone yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians. 
everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. No, absolutely, yeah. And uh, the Dead Milkman, too, I'm sure. They've got that stuff, yeah. Yeah. I can think of, yeah, for sure. Not a big deal. Not, 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 not a big deal, no. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you recognize it and you... Exactly, uh, yeah. And you're not still yeah. like, no, man, we're right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, those yeah. people that, that say those certain things that, you know, maybe we said because we didn't know better when we were yeah. young. Yeah. And then we grow up and you're like, well, I'm not going to, you know, Dead Milkman have a song <laughs> where they use what I would call the R word. Uh-huh. I'm sure they, they wouldn't use that word now i don't think think so i don't think they would either but people make mistakes (laughs) exactly and like you know i i wouldn't say that now and and, but when i was younger i used that exactly because i was i don't know ignorant ignorant yeah exactly ignorant or at least i didn't understand potential implications for how bad you could make someone feel yeah Yeah. exactly you didn't think for the empathy empathy is the exact right word for the difference between (laughs) I'm not saying that we're better than anybody, but you and I could recognize there are things you said or say when you were young that you realize like, Oh, that was really shitty that I said that. And you can evolve and yeah. change and move past that. Whereas there's some people in the world who are like, nope, I said that when I'm a kid and everybody, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep saying it forever because I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not PC, man. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. you know, whatever. Justify no. it however they want. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I, I, no, I, I agree. It's it's not uh, something that there's ignorance and then there's, it, and it's not only just with age, but with social changes. Right. We're right. witnessing it in a rapid I can't speak to, yeah, I can't speak to like how slow these things happened uh, in previous decades before my life, right? But it seems that it was at a much slower pace, these social changes. I mean, like, it makes sense with the modern way of the modern lifestyle, you know. And the information we have in hand and and knowing that there's certain things you say that are perpetuating some sort of bad yeah stereotype, stereotype or yeah yeah and you're hurting that you're hurting someone by yeah. continuing to say something in a negative light and i don't know how we got down that path really but but point being but that i well i expected to talk about this for my deep love for the the band the dead milkman right, right yeah right it's not just it's the not dead just milkman them. no it's of course a lot <laughs> of people a lot of a lot of artists a lot of bands if you go back in their catalog you're going to find something from guns and roses to beastie boys to dead milkman to descendants and all and all yeah. like so many bands that i love yeah and artists that i love who you look back and you're like ah, that didn't age so well you know right you know but if the people could take responsibility for it right and be like yo i'm yeah sorry about yeah, that i that apologize was, for it when called on it yeah, yeah, yeah but but that that wasn't cool and right. i'm right. not you know but you know, you have the occasional artist who won't won't do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and be stubborn uh, about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, which is very strange. And uh, anyway, back to the the dead milkman a little bit. I'm trying to think of like my memories of like you know I vividly, vividly remember the music video for Punk Rock Girl, and I remember loving it, and I remember you know listening to the CD, skateboarding on like the little basketball concrete slab I had yep. outside of my house, <laughs> right. and uh, brings back a lot of yeah. good memories. Yeah. And uh, that's cool that music can can do that yeah has that power power this song instantly transports me yeah back to i mean just good memories yeah you're not gonna put this song on and be depressed no 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 yeah you had asked me earlier like how why did i even like them to begin with i i I was trying to uh remember this because i'm like on my way here i'm like i chose punk rock girl the the song to talk about on this podcast that you you both you know 
graciously asked me to be a part of. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> no problem. And I'm like, I really don't even know why. I'm not qualified to talk about the dead, dead milkmen other than the fact that I just really like them. Yeah. So that's the only qualification you need. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But I, and, and so I don't really even remember, but it was young. I was young. I think mm-hmm. I kind of remember, you know, you know, Andrew Grossman, I was in a band with him when okay, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really oh, yeah, young. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> anyway, punk band called Disturbed Youth. Oh, yeah. Pretty, uh, it's pretty punk. But <laughs> the, uh, I'm pretty sure like through those dudes, yeah. I found out about them. Back then you bought the, you bought a CD, you bought the record and you, you hope you, it was money well spent. You right. know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that a lot too, is like when you bought a CD, <laughs> You spent whatever you spent, twelve, fifteen dollars on it. So you You really gave it Yeah, you gave it all. a good chance. Yeah, you gave it really a good even if you didn't like it on first listen, you listened to it more. Hardly ever meant anything. But yes, you listen to it more, you listen to it more critically and yeah. I mean, a thousand times more critically yeah. <laughs> than people listen to yeah. music now. Now you give it some people might give a song five seconds. Oh, yeah. Skip it. For sure. Because you have access to all the music that's ever been created on your phone. At all times. Yeah. You have access to tons of songs that are going to tickle your fancy within the first five seconds. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have to (laughs) commit to it and and get get deep into it. And I was what I was going to talk about with Dead Milkmen definitely apply to this is you and I like the Dead Milkmen and we experienced it at the time. Uh But they could definitely be one of those bands that if you didn't listen to them at the time... In retro, if you're trying to get into them now, oh yeah, that could be very difficult, could be especially difficult. with all music at your fingertips at all times. It could, and I feel that way about a lot of it. Like, could you imagine trying to get into Black Flag? No, right, now? right, yeah, exactly. Trying to get into the Misfits. I mean, people could argue Misfits are catchy or whatever, right, but still, right. old punk rock. It's, uh, if without any motivation of what motivated late '70s, early '80s punk rock, without any of those motivations. There's not much for a kid these days to hear there. Right. You can listen to music that was influenced several generations ago. Yeah. Like there were several generations of bands. Like, yeah, if you liked the Descendants and then the Descendants influenced Green Day, who influenced, I don't know, Blink. All, all Time Low. Who, influ- let's, who influenced let's keep going All Time forward. Low. Yeah, right. Yeah, now you're... Yeah, you can relate. Yeah, you can follow that path, weave your way back. I think you're tapping onto something where like, for me, I was a big Dead Milkman fan as a kid. And I think for me, it was... I was always drawn to punk music. But like, I knew from a... I was very self-aware from a very young age that I was a weird, dorky kid that would not fit in like would never be able to be friends with Minor Threat or Black Flag. Okay. But like yeah. the Violent Femmes or sure. Dead Milkmen, yeah. I could hang with them right, because right. they were like, they were wearing their like dorkiness on their sleeve yeah. and were like very, it was empowering to be a kid who didn't have a ton of friends growing up listening to music that sounded like a bunch of people who had gone through the same shit as me and like came out stronger for For it. For sure. And I think that that's like, it's the same thing with like, why did so many kids at the time of like grunge gravitate towards a Weezer was like, Weezer was never pretending to be Nirvana. Yeah. They were like, we are, we are buddy Holly in of the nineties. Like we like, I think that there is an audience that's, I mean, it's why weird Al can still sell out crowds (laughs) is that there's a group of kids who felt weird and that no one understood their sense of humor and then there's a musician that has their sense of humor 
and you're gravitated towards yeah. it. Yeah. As far as like the music, I'm not going to say the Dead Milkman albums sound bad. Okay. I'm not going to say okay. that. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say they sound, I, I keep saying this like term, but like they don't sound musically proficient. Okay. They don't sound yeah. Yeah. perfect. And if you were rebelling against what you heard on the radio, everything's this overproduced. I'm yes. thinking of the 80s. Yes. Everything was overproduced, synth driven, yeah. uh, reverb, cheesy as hell. Yeah. And you were just like. Right. A complete removal from that. Yes. Yeah, the opposite. Then you start to see why this appealed to yeah. people was yeah. it was the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that sounded really punk rock yeah. to, to be so much different. You and I at some point crossed over and I don't know at what point it happened. Yeah. You have this crossover where it's like you start learning yeah. how to write music better. You get better at your instrument yeah. and then you start wanting to sound. Yeah. You want your recording to sound as good and perfect as possible. If you were a person from the 80s who was like, oh, fucking Phil Collins songs on right. the radio. I I hate this. Yeah. This is horrible. I want to listen to punk rock. I want to listen to uh, Dead Milkman. Yeah. And then you started a band and a punk rock band and then you just grew as songwriters you grew music you could find right. you could find yourself 25 years later referencing a phil collins being like i love that bass tone in that phil collins song right. like, <laughs> then you could be like what happened to me i didn't- yeah are you pointing out that maybe this this progression is not so much we shouldn't be so married to an approach or how we feel it at, at one time as opposed to like you you're going to evolve as a, a musician and a listener for sure it's rare that people wouldn't evolve as a yeah. listener I, I i think i mean i have yeah i definitely have I, I definitely appreciate more styles of music than i ever have and i i feel like that's always growing for me i think there's probably i you i feel like you feel that way i think yeah. i could i could play you any type of song and you could appreciate how great of a song it is absolutely regardless of style absolutely. style of it and that has grown over time yeah when i met 15 year old paul yeah you may have not liked some pop song I played no. for you. Right, right. But there are a lot of people that don't do that. Yeah. You know, right. that stay married. I know a lot of people that stayed in that Fat Records epitaph yeah. world. And <laughs> Which that- is a great world. Yeah, it's, sure. It's a great world. <laughs> yeah, but. But that is what they like and everything else sucks. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what else is out. And, and I don't know what. Matt, you, you, you're very eclectic. You're a fan of 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 all styles. And oh yeah, you seem to have always have been. I don't know. I don't know that you ever were were pigeonholed in a certain style of music. I, you don't seem like you were. The closest that there was was that I felt like I wasn't allowed to acknowledge that I was liking the pop music that I was hearing. Yeah. But even then, like I absolutely would like sneak into my sister's room and borrow her like bewitched and backstreet boys and hanson cds because i'm like they're good songs like guilty I knew, pleasures yeah. yeah like i was like i know that these are really good songs but like i'm really into mxpx and green day right now so i'm not <laughs> right. allowed to admit that right. this is really good right but right paul when you were a punk rocker teenager yeah. who you primarily liked punk rock would you oh um, absolutely yeah were, would you say that your your musical taste was 98 percent punk rock yeah when you were I met you when you were 15, so... I'm going to say 98 because okay. leaving leaving a little bit of wiggle room in case I'm forgetting about some weird thing, but I'd be hard-pressed to... So think back to that time. Can you think of songs that cut through to you that were maybe popular songs where you were still like, oh, this is awesome, even though it's nothing like what I listened to? Yeah. Like, you know, for me, it was like... Yeah, I can. Jim Blossom's Counting Crows, those cut through. Yeah. 
Uh, we just did an we did an episode. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, barely breathing. Yeah, that one. You draw inspiration from where it's a good song. What a good writer that guy is, right? Yeah. And uh, who cares, right? It cut through everything at I, the time. I, I was thinking how funny it was that that was that album Daylight by Duncan Sheik, which didn't even have barely breathing on it. It was like yeah. post barely breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, like years later. Yeah. I don't know how we started listening to that. I know. First of all, but touring 2002, 2003, <laughs> that was a regular, yeah. that was in a regular rotation, so much so that it influenced our music. Yeah. And we all know those songs. Yeah. Genius. On a High. Yeah. The yeah. Golden Ring song. Dude, that, yeah. 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 All those songs. How were we into that at I that don't know time? why we were into that. How did yeah. that cross over to us? I don't know. I, I don't know I don't who know. brought that to the table. I have no idea. I think maybe we saw him live or something. Maybe, maybe he opened for Ben Folds. I don't know. Well, what that's it- another record that, that would have been playing in the van. You know, uh, We're a band that sounds nothing like either of these things mm-hmm. and just playing those things on repeat right? and allowing them to influence the next record we wrote or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, ha- being... Open-minded to music is a great thing, yeah. and and I'm glad that as time went on, I feel like ten years from now I'm going to be even more. I'm probably going to listen to like world music. Yeah, and right, right, I'm, right. I'm, wait, I'm waiting to start like <laughs> there's a, there's a few styles of music that I just I I can't really do. Right. One is jazz. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I uh, love how you ask it like a yeah, question. Like, like maybe I'm I, wrong, but <laughs> do, am I going to start liking jazz at some point? I mean, jazz is perfectly fine as like put it on and like sip a glass of wine yeah. or whatever. But or if you're in an elevator. Like, yeah. am I going to have a favorite jazz album at some point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like jazz. I don't think I'm ever going to like pop country. Yeah. <laughs> I think pop country is rough. Sure. Like, sure. I, you know, it's one of the only styles that it's for me, like you said, you can pretty much show me anything. And as mm-hmm. long as I can find something I can like about it. And I think, I think the same for you. And especially, I think that if it's coming from you, if you are showing me someone that you're a filter, like this song must be really good, even though if it's a, if it's a pop song or, mm-hmm. or whatever, it must be if, if you like it. Right. So like, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a style that you take a song that, is a great a great pop song a great pop song and you present it in this fashion this style that's one of the only styles that yeah it's going to be hard for me to like a song for us for the song yeah the thing is that maybe it's a great pop song yeah why are you doing it with the southern accent (laughs) and then putting a fiddle in it like or whatever like why are you putting those elements in there what about that is going to make me like that what could possibly be a pop song more so that's that's like i I find myself being like am i gonna like i can answer that question for you i don't like bro country at all Uh but (laughs) Uh country music is probably the only genre of music that still basically lives on the radio. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, People yeah. aren't going to stream a country song. They're listening to a country radio station. So if you're yeah. writing a pop song and you want it to be on the radio oh, and yeah. you want it to hit hard, you're going to try to yeah. get it on the country radio station so that people are requesting it yeah. and you're getting the, those plays yeah. on and spins. Yeah. And that's nothing against country music. Yeah. I like plenty of country songs. Yeah. I'm talking like the ones that are just like... Oh, like the Florida Georgia Limes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Like it's just... Pop. It could have been a pop song, but yeah. you're just gonna add a twang to it, and I'm just like, no, yeah, no, yeah. I can't, I'm not feeling that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so that's another that's another style, and then other than that, I feel like I'm pretty pretty open, well rounded as far as yeah, what's, whatever. If yeah. it's a great song, yeah, yeah. If you like, think about the song Punk Rock Girl. I mean, 
It almost sounds like square dance ish, right? Wow, yeah. Don't you I think? Never, yeah, kind of. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, what is this I like almost, hokey thing going on you here? You could almost do the chicken dance to that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really could. So uh, that's weird. You know, that's yeah. weird that I like that. Like that, I like the song as mm-hmm. much as I do because of that. Whatever. I think that it's just kind of flirting with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not enough to like make me just discount the song. It's it's definitely the the word hokey. Yeah. Which we use. We use that word. Sometimes we're writing songs we're like, "Ah, that sounds hokey." Yeah. But what as, does as a, descri- as a as a description of something we don't want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like you and I had that experience. Totally. Another cheetah, the last song that we released yeah. called Lemon Yellow Pants. Right. We changed that song a lot. Yeah. We end up going with your you said, I have a way that I want to do this song. Right. I, that yeah. It's like a presentation of the same song, but we're going to change the way we play it slightly because the original way yeah. we were playing it sounded hokey. Yeah. And that yeah. description to, in layman's terms, describing that would be, it sounds <laughs> like a... A nursery rhyme? Yeah. Would okay. be a good way because it's funny that to, to say that is like, yeah. I, it's, yeah. It's like their intention. The that was their intention yeah, with right. this is to, like intentional hokiness yeah. of that guitar solo in right. this song right. and, and the way that the melodies yeah the melodies song, absolutely it's it, it is it's intentionally hokey can be really cool yeah yeah <laughs> if apparently done, if done right <laughs> yeah. it can be really cool for and, sure and uh so that's that's a word that i would use for yeah. this song that yeah it's a rare thing where hokey is yeah. really cool yeah yeah it's a rare thing but that not, they did it 99 percent of the time hokey is not cool <laughs> right yeah agreed as far as this song goes i i'm gonna go one hit thunder on this one this is definitely yeah. definitely thunder not a blunder no i don't think any i don't think you're gonna find me or paul no calling, no calling calling dead milkman blunder yeah maybe maybe a few of those questionable old ones we might say were were slight blunders by the dead <laughs> right, milkman right 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 in their Could younger do years yeah but uh, yeah def- but this song is a banger for yeah, sure absolutely thunder. yeah yeah <laughs> This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafaios of Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of the Geekscape Network. Underneath me is Lemon Yellow Pants, the newest song by Another Cheetah. It's available everywhere that music can be streamed. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. And lemon yellow pants The way you suck it cool But still look really cool Your karaoke choice A 46 and 2 by Joe You're listening to the Geekscape Network Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band 
or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.